Welcome to Mind Gap, you dumb motherfuckers. Just Jesus kidding. Christ. Happy to be here. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> who was that? I don't even know who that was. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we are so happy that you're here with us on this Thursday. Yes. We're, we're, re- we're recording this on this memorial, this Labor Day. We're, we recorded this back in May, guys. We did. And <laughs> this now is amazing. we're releasing yeah. it, and we're super duper pumped. Uh, before we get into the episode, we want to talk about one of our sponsors, which is Elephant and Castle. I thought you were going to sneeze. <laughs> Located at 185 North Wabash in Chicago, Illinois. We love it. Uh, they've got great happy hour uh, Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. Great drink specials there. Uh, they also have great uh, snack and shares that snack basically anything on the menu that's less than $11 is $11 is half off, which is super great. They also have great daily specials. Uh, you got one and done Mondays where they have a specialty craft beer in a keg and they tap it and they pour it until it's gone and each pint is only three fucking dollars. Yeah? Yeah. And it's a fucking amazing deal. Fucking awesome. Honestly, guys, it's a really good deal. So good! Yeah! And on Tuesdays, uh, they've got Tin Up Tuesdays. Justin, what is Tin? A Tin is the nickname for someone who regularly spreads STDs to people he meets on Tinder. Wow. That is... Good to know. Don't be a tin. But tin is also a can of beer. That's true. That's right. And they are 25% off on Tuesdays. Go check that out. You got Wine Down Wednesdays where bottles of wine are half off and each glass of wine is only a dollar off. And then Thursdays is Local Thursday where locally crafted beer is $5.50. Boom. Boom. And of course, for the, those of you who like to enjoy a nice brunch. Yes, also weekends, known as uh, brunch bitches. Brunch bitches. You've got mimosas and Bloody Marys that are five bucks yes. on the weekends. Saturday and, uh, and Sunday. really good food menu. Nice mm. people behind the bar. It's a really fun time. It's super cool. It's Plus awesome. Plus, you're steps away from Millennium Park there. Right? You can just check out. You can, it's a really nice, nice day downtown. Exactly. It's yeah. a great place. We recommend it. And if you're around on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. stop down to the ENC Lounge. Justin and I usually record then. So come see us. We love you. We love you. And we will show you that love oh. in very terrible ways. <laughs> Sounds like my prom night. Um, Am so, I a 10? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, also, just uh, to put on our little solicitation hat, please, uh, if you like what you're listening to, please head over to anywhere that you are listening to this podcast. Uh, rate us. Leave a review. It means a lot. It helps us out a lot. Uh, this that recognition sort of bumps us up on the back end, so we really appreciate it. And please share it as well. Yes, absolutely. Sharing is caring. So that being said, this week we had a very special guest. Uh, he is a Mind Gap All Star. Uh, he goes by the and Je- just a, an All Star in life. Exactly. He's known as Jedi Master Sam Cook, and he came by to talk to us about screen time. Uh, how adults are using it, how kids are using screen time. We talk about uh, some video games. We talk uh, a lot about a lot. He also gave a 45-minute uh, like monologue review of Solo, yes. but we like, we didn't record it. So he yeah. thinks it's going to be on here, but don't worry. Yeah. We've got your best interest at heart. Exactly. Yeah. So guys, enjoy episode 160 of Mind Gap. Uh, we'll see you next week. Mind Gap Podcast. having a not an epiphany but just like a moment where i was at the starbucks at second city 
maybe what like 40 people in there when it's full 50 mm-hmm. literally every single person was on a screen of some sort except yeah. the people behind the counter and me just gawking at them all yeah yeah it was jaw dropping yeah i used to think that i was better um and now that i have such a commute I rely on my phone way more mm-hmm. than I should. And I find myself getting addicted to games. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one I'm playing right now, Marvel Strike Force, still playing it, still going hard. Um, <laughs> Who's your favorite character in that one, Doug? Uh, well, it depends. Right now, uh, Spider-Man's my new favorite because he can give you... Uh, I've upgraded him to the point where he can get defense down for two turns, which is huge. Because especially when you play against a lot of different matchups, people use Crossbones a lot. And when Crossbones uses his suicide bomb, it usually obliterates your team. So you got to knock him down first. Mm. But also you got to be able to remove the taunts off of other tanks. Mm. So you can focus fire him while also making sure that you survive the battle. So Spider-Man? Spider-Man right okay. now is my current favorite. Also, Captain America is pretty good, but he pairs up really well with Avengers Ooh. because he gives them bonus energy. Yeah. He's got a lot of synergy with that. But then you got Black Widow who sure. speeds everyone you up. You had to bring in the word synergy and kill, <laughs> and kill the excitement for this game. You can make a Defenders team, but they're not very good, just like the show. Just like the show. Um, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy are pretty powerful if you get them all. Fucking yeah. Iron Fist 2 trailer dropped. I, wa- I didn't even care. I watched it, and it makes me mad because the trailer looks redeeming. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I know I'm going to be disappointed. I, this looks <laughs> redeeming, and I'm going to go into it going, I'm going to give it a fair shake, and I'm going to be dis- I'm going to be very angry. Uh, well, I think I think you said you were in for Marvel's <laughs> Phase One, Two, and Three. Then you're you're done. Like I'm you, not you don't done, care. but not like done, but I'm, it's not, not no longer invested. I'm not as like like gripping onto it, going, let's see where this goes. Right. I'm not gripping onto the Netflix stuff, but I am interested. Yeah. To see how they finish it, and then I'm. I'm done. Not- well, I don't think they're planning on finishing it, though, is the thing. Like, oh. this, I think this is, and correct me if you've heard differently, Doug, but, like, isn't this just something that they're just doing? Like, this is just, this kind of lives in tandem with the MCU, but is not directly ingrained into the storyline. Um, I, I, I don't know. I Because I think... Because none of them are making appearances. They've said that flat out. Like, yes. none of them will show up in the MCU. That's what I was just about to say, which is basically there's not going to be any sort of crossover, yeah. which I feel like is a missed opportunity. Totally. I do, too. Huge. Just I'm for not, some cameos. Like, right. it doesn't have to be significant, well, you know? Um, What's... Is it Seer? Sif? She was oh. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. for, like, one episode yeah. and a half. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can have some really fun stuff, and I, you know, I was thinking, you know, at some point I thought it'd be cool when, you know, um, when you have some sort of like ridiculous world-ending event. Like for me, when I was thinking about Age of Ultron, I was like, I imagine Ultron's robots fighting everywhere around the world, and how cool would it be to see New York and seeing Daredevil fight along with Luke Cage and yeah. Jessica Jones and Iron Fist as they're keeping the streets clean. Yeah. But that was before Spider Man was involved. I was like, how cool would it be to see Spider Man fighting robots? Right. You know, just seeing these quick shots right, right. of this sort of stuff with that. It doesn't have to be huge developments or something like that because I do like in the, um, you know, the TV universe how. The greater effects of the movies, you know, obviously have a pretty big impact. And I'm really curious to see what Infinity War right, will yeah. do in that universe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> because obviously the Avengers 1, you know, the, the Battle of New York has resounding effects throughout all those other smaller universes, yeah. which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. And they call the, like they call those out. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're so obviously they live in the same universe, but they're, they're, they're still distinctly, they operate as two distinct entities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you spend too much time on your phone. 
I do. I spend a lot of time <laughs> on my phone, especially playing that game, because it's one of those games where you get rewarded for being on it every day. Oh. And there's like, um, you know, you do these little things every day, and, you know, that's how you unlock Wolverine, you know. Which everyone wants to get everyone to. Everyone wants to get Wolverine. He's the best he is uh, at what he does. He's really good. Uh, he's actually okay. He's decent. <laughs> he's decent, yeah. He's decent. He, he heals every turn, which is useful. Okay. Um, but uh, he's, he's, he's a little tankier than, than he should be, which is kind of nice. But in general, he's just kind of meh for me as far as abilities go. Yeah. Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy is definitely one of the best. Okay. Because um, he can steal buffs from other people, and he can also take them away. He can summon dudes, and he can do this massive thing with his arrow that hits everybody. So I play a lot of this game. I was going um, to say, it sounds like it. Yeah. I, yeah. I've realized, though, recently I'm the same. Though. Like, I've... I had I don't remember where it was, but I had the epiphany where I was like, I'm way too. I think what it was is I started. I was playing at night, and I was I had the TV on, but I had not been watching it for like the last hour, mm. and it was like close to midnight, and I started to get a headache, and I realized that I had been like phone right by my face, like playing some game, just diddling my screen, mm-hmm. and uh, I had I I had that kind of an epiphany of like, fuck, I spend way too I should not be that addicted to this game and I've fallen down a rabbit hole with some of these like really easy not easy but like these basic puzzle games yeah of like you know um was it asteroids mm-hmm. it there's games like that where basically you just move something back and forth across the screen mm-hmm. and try to yeah you know, blow yeah. things up before they hit there's those kind of simple games where I have gotten into now when a advertisement comes up I'll go, well, that looks interesting. And so I'll click on it, I'll download it, and then that begets another one, begets another Mm. one. And I'll eventually, most of them I'll delete, but some, a few of them I keep, and those are my new obsession. And I realized how many games I had on my phone. And it was just these mindless, mindless games. And I've put myself on on a uh, kind of a, moratorium is not the right word, but like I've a sabbatical of, I've been really an indefinite hiatus. Yeah. There's been one, there's one game that I, uh, I just have a challenge to myself to see how many days consecutively I can play it. And this November will be two full, two straight years. Oh, oh wow. But it's only the, like the daily challenge. Uh-huh. And then once that, then I just shut it down and uh-huh. I've, I've been good at doing that. Um, but yeah, everything else, like I've been really like, look, if you're, if you're on the shitter, if you're yeah. on the train, try not to do this. Like, I'll yeah. if I pull it out, I put it right back away. I'm like, just observe things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah I, I have a language learning app on my phone, and every time the ads pop up, I'm like, that's my cue to put it down and walk away, mm. come back. Uh, yeah, so interesting. I, I just finished a work-from-home position, and I'm going back to my old position, which is very uh, people-focused, and mm. I, I could not be happier because yeah. the, within the first – Two weeks, I was just like this, just staring at my screen all day so much that my eyes got so dry, I got an eye infection. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I didn't um, know you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Uh, sitting the entire time, yeah. just, just looking. Um, even when I, I would stand up and, and walk around, I still have to look at the screen. So I'm like holding it and walking around, but still looking at it. And and I talked to somebody and they're like, you need to go like look at the sky like every 20, 30 minutes, do something that's, look at something that's very far away. Yeah. yeah. Your focus is so narrowed right on that screen. You've got to get it out there. And that made a huge difference. But um, yeah, Friday was the last day and I'm happy about that. (laughs) So Sam will go and watch his TV for a half hour. Yeah. Yeah. I can't (laughs) further away from than than my phone or computer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I find myself um, just, I don't know. It's just so easy to do that stuff. And what sucks is I don't, daydream as much 
anymore, which That's is a real big problem. Thing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I used to daydream all the time, and I'd have you know all these ideas for stories and stuff, and it's kind of died out. I'm like, I've got to get better with that, and I think I will. Um, once, because I'm actually uh, going to be uh, changing my location as well Ooh. to the suburbs. So nice. uh, my commute will go from. God, what is that? An hour and a half to twenty minutes. That's amazing. So <laughs> time super pumped saver, about yeah. that, which will be great because that gives me time to still listen to podcasts. But I won't be because when I'm on the train, I'm just fucking around. When I'm not playing that game, I'm watching Netflix, which is fine because it allows me to catch up on shows. But I'm like, do I really need right to be watching this right now? Mm-hmm. I'm like, probably not. And you know, I'm not doing anything constructive on there yeah. at all. And yeah. I used to be really good about that. And I knew if I found the right or the wrong game. Um, it would consume me because part of the problem too is I play with my brother yeah, on right, this right. game too. So like we're in this uh, alliance and so we're kind of like the leaders of it. So we run it and everything like that, which also keeps me involved because when I kind of sense a little bit of burnout, I'm like, well, Dave's still playing. So I don't want to let Dave down. Right, right. That <laughs> yeah, pulls you back in. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I'm like, mm. I should probably take a break. But then I'm like, you know what, though? In a couple more days, in about 15 more days, I'll have crossbones at seven stars. <laughs> at the rate that I'm going, Quake right. will be at seven stars, which will be awesome. And then I can, uh, you know, I'll be good. And, you know, if I keep pushing, I'll be able to max out my Kree warriors so I can unlock Nick Fury at the next event. And then it's just like there's the always something. Nick Fury do for you right he, don't well, answer he, that he oh do you, you want to know yeah he, he uh, synergizes he did, really well with shield players right. or shield minions ah. <laughs> and this is the, basically the whole point of this game is to unlock jubilee because she's the greatest right of all time there's i'm glad that, sam gets it. there's someone in our alliance named jubilee and i said welcome you are the most powerful marvel character ever created <laughs> technically and she they is say, fuck yeah fuck yeah um that's for you dave uh so <laughs> I think that's the thing too is that the you you get into a like grinding it out yeah and because like that's one of the things is where you got I've got four different like things you can level up like one of them is like um bullets per minute one is like blast power another one is how many coins generate and then offline coins and so I'm trying to get all of the I'm trying to level all those up and you have to collect the coins in order to do this and you have to play the and so I'm like I found myself just like well I can get this one to a thousand and I thought maybe it would top out. Nope, you can go way higher than a thousand. So I'm like, this will be a perpetual grind. This yeah. game has me sucked in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people I don't think have the realization of that. Like I was fortunate enough to finally go, dude, this is designed very well and it's sucking you right the fuck in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're absolutely designed to be addictive. Right. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Doug, you corporate trainer like myself, mm-hmm. you've been in front of a classroom teaching quite a bit. What, what what's your policy? Do you say phones phones away? What, I, what what's the deal? My my policy is essentially while we're in class, put them away. If there's an emergency, obviously you can grab it. But you know we make breaks and stuff like that. We give people plenty of breaks so they can check. But while learning is happening, it's like that has to go away. Yeah. If you want to piss me off, do that. Yeah, that, I'm I'm absolutely the same way. Um, and my nephew just graduated. He's he's uh, starting college. Uh, another nephew just started high school and a couple others just started junior high and they all have phones like in class. It's absolutely accepted yeah. that in, in uh, public middle school, high school. Yeah. They, they can have their phones. No big deal. Like how are they teaching them anything? I was just thinking about that because I, I read an interesting uh, perspective from a teacher who says they're actually for having phones in the classroom because that's real life. Because in real life, they will have their phones with them, and it, it, you can utilize it to be a tool for learning. 
They can say, all right, get out your phones, go to this website or do this or look this up. And they could utilize it as part of a tool to learn, which I agree with. And you can also train people to be responsible with it. Because I am of the thing of, I've seen enough in my life where you make something forbidden fruit. Yeah. People are going to, when I was in school, it was you can't have gum. So people, it's like the black market for gum. Pixie right? sticks. You know? It's <laughs> like, mine, honestly. It's in like, oh, grade. you guys can't have gum because they put them on the desk. So people are always like chewing gum in right. secret or yeah. whatever. And yeah. it's like, you know. If people you can, would slip off to the bathroom and do Jesus pixie Christ. sticks. Like it was like oh they were doing God. coke in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. It became currency. Dude, put the, put the toilet seat down. Let's it do was, this. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah. I grew up in a real uh, small country town and dudes would have dip in oh yeah oh really oh, okay yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that was high school a lot of people doing dip yeah fooling nobody yeah <laughs> <laughs> at all what do you got in your lip uh some scram- scrambled eggs from this morning <laughs> some scrambled what, eggs what, what did you have for uh lunch winter mint okay. <laughs> yeah Copenhagen. <laughs> what? It's a type of sausage. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. So yeah. I, I think there's definitely something to be said for it, but I'm also the same thing in the corporate world. I'm sure both of you can speak to this too. Whenever you go to a meeting and someone is on their fucking phone or they're on their goddamn laptops. Well, that's the thing. It's not when someone, everyone always is. I know. Every single fucking meeting. I was like, can we, if we're agreeing to meet, then the understanding should be you put your shit away and we meet. Yeah. Right. And if right. It, that way, like, let's, let's get, let's bang this out. But I've seen people during important meetings, information, they're just, you know, I'm sure they're doing something important on their laptops. I'm like, your emails can wait. Yeah. Right. Your your work can wait. Just unplug, shut your shit down. I never do that. I always, I take my phone out of my pocket just so it's out and I put it face down on the table and I don't touch it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I try not to bring my laptop to every meeting unless I know that it's going to be a great way to take notes. Otherwise, I bring a notepad because I'm right. like... It's so teaching, as I'm sure Sam, you can speak to, when someone is fucking around while you're trying to give them vital so information, it's not only obvious, but it's infuriating. Yeah. Right. Because that's the same asshole that's going to ask a question later or say they weren't trained. When yeah, it's right, like, yeah, right. asshole, you were on your yeah. fucking phone. Actually, funny enough, the my coworker that we ran into or that I ran into at Second yeah, City, yeah. he's like this, he's not just like a managing director at our company, he's like a senior managing director. So like he came back, he was teaching all of the managing directors and I was helping facilitate and he kicked off the classroom the best way I've ever seen. And I cannot wait to have that kind of clout to be that blunt because he's like, hey, everybody, we flew all from all around the world to be here. I'm so happy to be here teaching. Um, so just, just so you know, I'm going to ask you to put your laptops and phones away. Um, if you're always on your phone or stepping out to take a call or something, no one thinks you're important. They just think you're really terrible at delegating. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. That's amazing. Yes. Because for me, like I used to feel really uncomfortable because we would play this video. I would go through it at at the beginning of new hire and I say, here are essentially the rules for the classroom. I expect you to be on time. I expect you to participate. I expect you to, um, you know, have respect, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and to basically have a positive attitude. And the part of the mutual respect is it's like, put your shit away. Like, I'm going to ask you all right now to put your phones away, and, mm-hmm. and, and your laptops will be used if we tell you to do that. I used to feel really uncomfortable yeah. delivering that until I sat through. Because mul- another problem I have is I would have, like, VPs going through this sort of stuff, and they would just be like... Yep. I didn't have the balls to say, hey, let's put that shit away. And I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, hey, let's put that shit away. I've taught enough that I've beat my head against the wall doing it wrong that I've learned to say all that stuff ahead of time. Yes. Be like, have you ever had dinner with a friend 
and they're just constantly on their phone. Don't you guys hate that? Like, yeah. And then everybody agrees. I'm like, yeah, let's not be that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's put them well away. Done. Get That's them perfect. on your side yeah. so they can't argue yeah. against you. You just exactly. said yes. So right. Yeah. I do something even just more blunt where I'm like, I, I want you all to raise your hand right now and, and say, Doug, I promise I will be on time. I go, say it. And they go, Doug, I promise I'll be on time. I'm like, great. It's in the records. I heard it. You heard it. It's official. It's verbal contract. Like, verbal contract. Like, say it. I was like, say it I was again. Like, I need you to say it. Yeah. I need you to say it. You got to you gotta start off the class. You go, all right, I want you guys to raise your right hand. Now raise your left hand. See how there's no phones in them? Keep it that way. Let's do this. Hands up the whole time. <laughs> if you can't stay off your phones or laptops, I'm going to ask you to keep your hands up the whole time <laughs> until I think you've learned your lesson. <laughs> That's and honestly, that's why I, <clears throat> that's why I like having a smartwatch. One of the reasons is because mm-hmm. I can have my phone away, mm-hmm. and if it dings, I or like if I get like a message, a notification, I can just quickly glance at it and see is it something I like have to step out to address, or is it just some you know one of you dumb dicks texting yeah, yeah, me exactly. you know a meme or something, and I can go cool, I can ignore that until. But the thing is, like that's starting to get on my nerves too because I see enough people with those where they'll constantly be doing this. Well, that's. Or- that's you the know. thing where like, and what if, this what I mean if, to the listeners is I'm people looking at the wrist and yeah, then yeah. flicking away the message and I'm just like I get it you've got a you got a smartwatch right right <laughs> knock it off because <laughs> it happens enough because right, if it happens right. it's it's good in those situations where you can see oh I got a notification cool but if you hook up your work email to it oh no yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no. also I'm not getting paid enough to fucking have any work <laughs> no, stuff right. on my personal like, devices no no, that, no that's no. that's my personal line mm-hmm. yeah. at, at work I'm like nothing yeah nothing uh, on my phone um. I don't check emails after hours. There's mm-hmm. no need for me to. There's no right. learning emergency. Yeah, going to take place. <laughs> nothing. Nothing at nine o'clock at night needs my t- yeah exactly no, attention. For the most part, I'm good with that. But I I do have some things that come up where I'm like ah, I need to be prepared, like getting myself in the right mental state or something like that. Right now, because there's a lot of transition happening, sure. where I'm well, like yeah. yeah. But yeah. in general, I'm like dude, fuck it. We'll deal with it tomorrow. Like, yeah, exactly. Or it's the weekend. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Right. There's nothing that I'm going to do right now. Yeah. So right. You but, know. But like, um, I have a, a lot of nieces and nephews, and I see it with them. I see it with other people's kids that, um, they just kind of sit on their phone, and I feel like such an old fogey. But I'm like, are are their interpersonal skills being impeded? Are they not? Growing as much as they could be. Yeah. Um, are, are they unable to carry on a conversation with anybody at this point? Um, I mean, I can talk with my nieces and nephews because I've, I've known them their whole lives. But like, I don't know about other people's kids. I I, I don't know. Do you, yeah. do you guys see this at all? With well, it's funny because I just took Natalie to her two and a half year um, doctor's appointment. And one of the questions they ask you, like, you know, can she can she jump? Yes. Uh, you know, can you understand the words that she's saying? Yes. Uh, are you limiting screen time? Like that's an actual oh, question a doctor asked. And on this little sheet, they say it's like limit screen time to no more than an hour, an hour a day. And when they say screen time, are they referring to any screen? Like, yeah. like television as well? Like, yeah. so screen is a broad term in that sense. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, shit, we watch a lot of movies. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we we go through cycles. Like yeah. there's times where we're outside all the time. Yeah. And we're having a blast. We're doing a whole bunch of different stuff. Lately, it's been a lot of stuff indoors. Um, but God, over the last three days, she's been like, I want the iPad. I'm like, no, you can't have the iPad. Right. And if you do, you get it for 30 minutes. That's it. Tops. And you're done. And like, I take it away. I'm like, we're not, we're not having you sit on this all the time. It's just, it's too much of a crutch. And I'm sure if Jill and I have baby number two, 
it's going to be, oh, for dear God, take this so we can focus on baby yeah. number two for a hot second right. or something. Mm-hmm. I see that happen a lot. I'm trying really hard. I'm trying to put myself in a situation where I don't want that to be a crutch. Right. Because, God damn it, if it's, if it's easy for me to get sucked into something on, oh, Christ, on my yeah. phone, it's going to be just probably four or five times easier for a child to get sucked in on that. Yeah. I mm-hmm. just don't want that. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of parents like nobly say, like, well, when we have a kid... We're not going to be that parent. We're not going to. We're not going to. You know, give them the screen just to placate them and get them off our. Pl- but you know, they're out to a restaurant and the kid just won't shut the fuck up and mm-hmm. just like fuck, just here, just take my iPhone, just <laughs> shut the fuck up for a second. And it's just, it's out of that. Like you're just going nuts. You don't know what to do. And like their their intentions are pure, but they hit. They finally hit a point where they just they can't sustain it. And mm-hmm. I, I've 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 watched it happen a couple times. Witnessed it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I was um, when I was shopping for a car, I found a couple models that I have that have the remember the old fold down screen. Yeah. Oh and shit! I was like, right. I was like, oh whoa! I got a I can play DVDs in here. That's amazing. Sam's just in his yeah. car eating popcorn. Yeah, I would go camping and just fold the seats down and just watch a movie. Um, and the guy's like, you don't see that very often. I'm like, what? Well, why not? He's like, he looked at me like I was an idiot because I, I don't have an iPad. <laughs> right. And he's like, because everybody has an iPad now. I'm like, oh. Yeah. When we went and bought our minivan. The the guy that was selling it to us is like, you can do this. He's like. But you probably won't need to. He's like, everyone has their tablets and stuff. It's just, it's just not useful anymore. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're That's right. That's wild. Yeah. 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 And, I, and the thing is, for me, like, there's certain situations. Yeah, if we're going on a long car trip, absolutely. Bust that thing out. Use it to entertain yourself on the mm-hmm. trip if we're flying or whatever. Absolutely. But the second we land, the second we're at our destination, it goes away. Yeah. Right. My parents, I've said this multiple times. My parents did that for my brother and I with our Game Boy and our Game Gear. They'd have all these mobile gaming stuff, and we would just play the shit out of it while we were traveling. And the second we arrived, we packed it up. We put it away and we didn't touch it again. Yeah. Those things, those devices, I never played Game Boy around the house. It was purely for a traveling situation. Sure. Yeah. That's how that was like, that's how I approached those things. And yeah. I'm fine with that. My mom wouldn't even buy a video game system until I was, I think at high school, I bought my, I bought my first video game system. Yeah. Like she just, I wouldn't, like she wouldn't have, I think I had a Game Boy for, for car trips and stuff, but yeah. like actual like video, she didn't want me in the house. She, you know. <laughs> she hated you. She was like, get this fucking nightmare out of my house. <laughs> I think that is that is that a is that a bygone era? Because I I when I grew up it was like get out, come back uh, around sundown. I truly think it is. Yeah, I feel like we're a bunch of old men talking about that. You know, come back when the streetlights turn on. It's because Sam used the word bygone. Bygone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. why we feel old. Yeah. yeah, and he used the word. Never mind. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's it's a time <laughs> where <worry>. you know, <laughs> it's a good job, Doug. Um, yeah, I I, I think. You know, because even then, I, but here's the thing: I remember playing just an absolute shit ton of no, Nintendo growing mm-hmm. up. I played it a lot. Oh, I did too. It was at my friend's house, and so I went out like she wanted me to, and then <laughs> right to John's house. And we, <laughs> so, I mean, I think it definitely has a huge impact on development and social interactions. Because Doug, how long have I known you? And I've called you once. Yeah. In our whole friendship. Really? Yeah. To be like. Hey Doug, I'm coming to your house. Yeah, I, I'm I'm driving. I didn't want to text and drive, so <laughs> sure. There you go. Yeah, I don't really do a lot of phone calls. Mm-hmm. I well, part of it is just it's easy to send a message and have someone respond in their own time because mm-hmm. um, it's more convenient for me. It's, it's super con- yeah. exactly. It's very convenient for me to do that just to like. 
there's times where absolutely like Justin will call me, be like, dude, tell me more about this Infinity War bullshit that's going on in your house right now. Right. Why? How are you finding all these so quickly? We share a conversation, or if you want to talk about something, it makes sense because it's, it's it's almost too much to type. Of course, like, yeah. You know. yeah, and you recognize that. But with that sort of stuff, it's like, hey, uh, do you want to come over on Monday? It's like. Yes or no? Cool, great. It does that doesn't necessarily need to be a phone call. Yeah, you know. And I guess I don't know. Part of that I I get, but you know, in the sense of um, just quick interactions. Because right now in my job, we're we're also uh, introducing an instant message system, and some people are like, "Why the fuck do we have this?" I was like, "Well, because sometimes there's some communications that need to happen that aren't quite an email, and they're not a phone call either. Absolutely. So they lie in between." So this is here to help people communicate without having to get up and find each other or whatever. It's just a real quick sort of thing. And that's how I view a lot of that communication. Mm -hmm. The problem is when people think that's the primary communication. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys uh, heard uh, about the Chris Hardwick stuff that happened a couple months ago with uh, his uh, Uh, ex-girlfriend. Chloe. Yeah, Yeah, and everything like that. He had – there was a, uh, a text message that he had sent to her was released. And this thing was a goddamn novel. I'm like, how did you post this in a text yeah, and why? Why is that the delivery method for that? Right, is it to document? Because if okay, I guess to some degree, but seriously, this I never see. I, I was like, can you send a text that long? Like, oh yeah, you've never met my dad. Out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they printed it out, and I was like, that is a that's a full sheet of paper. Like, yeah. how the fuck can you do that? Wow. Yeah, I was like, that is not the 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 right the right way to do that. Tangent. When I first started uh, at my company, I was in uh, customer support, and I got a customer support ticket from somebody who was just like, she was just laying into like everything that was wrong at her company. And, and as we're helping out, it's like just going into the extreme detail of like interpersonal issues between her and all the coworkers. And it was so long. I didn't know help desk tickets could be this long. I copied it and put it into word. Yeah. It was 17 pages, Holy single sh- spaced. What? 17 pages in Word. Oh, my what? God. Times New Roman 12 font. Jesus, dude. Yeah. Because And I read through the whole thing. I was like, no, I'm digging in. I went and got lunch, brought it back to my desk. It's like when Doug <laughs> read that like manifesto. Someone, yeah, That's what I was, I was thinking of. I need to give justice to this woman's <laughs> grievances. Someone needs to hear Someone this. needs to re- read this and feel uh, exactly. some empathy, you know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I think I replied like... Uh, your ticket's been received and escalated to the concerned party. Something, <laughs> something wrote and mandatory. <laughs> also, are you okay? Yeah. Tell Bob he's a piece of shit. Yeah. I'm going to reply to this you. point by point. <laughs> Let's break this Let's down. break this down. I built a PowerPoint deck for you to really describe how I'm feeling. Dial in at this conference number here so we can go through this. We'll yeah. go over it, yeah. Yeah, like I, I didn't know things could be that long. My dad, I think the longest couple of text messages I've got from him um, cause he spent a lot of time in Florida, like alone taking mm-hmm. care of my grandma. And, um, so he had nothing to do, but text us cause he's retired <laughs> and nothing else to do. It was so long. It was truncated and it, I had oh, to like, geez. it was it said plus like a plus sign. I'm oh, like, wow. what is this? I've never seen it. And it like expanded up into like four or five different oh my God. text oh. messages. That's <laughs> oh amazing. And all stuff like, Oh yeah, Brandon to Darren. Do you, do you remember Darren? Well, anyway, he's dead now. Like blah blah, like oh, that type of stuff that you get oh from your God, parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I insane. I don't. I so I just started calling him. So, <laughs> Dad, yeah. these things can be done via phone call. Yeah, exactly, exactly. To, you know, to go your, ahead. Well, I was gonna say to your point, like though, where you guys are implementing that that new IM system, and some people don't get it. I almost feel like we have two. One of my biggest complaints is. Um, and again, I wonder if kids get overwhelmed at all with this or if it's just so natural for them because at work, 
So we have we have a messaging thing in our ticketing system, right? When we have a new customer support ticket come in, you can message in that. You can at mention someone in that. You can send an email. We have Slack, which is an uh, mm-hmm. instant messaging mm-hmm. system. I have Facebook Messenger. I get stuff coming in on. I've got Google this for now personal use. Like, oh, yeah. So throughout the day, we've got all those work ones. I've got Facebook Messenger. I've got Instagram Messenger. I've got uh, G Chat. I've got text messages. I've got my own personal emails. I've got like there's. I can have I'm have messages flying at me all fucking day from so many sources, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's from the same person as multiple sources. Like yeah. it, it's, and so I there's certain points of the day where I left, I push myself back from the computer, my desk, and I'm like, I am overloaded. Right, it's like this is a stimulation overload. I can't take in all of these messages and this information that people want me to see. Like, do you think do you, a do you guys ever get that way? And then b do you think do you think kids get that way now, or do you think it's just ingrained in how they operate? I find it annoying because this is one of the things where it's like, why I did like when Instagram came out, I'm like, I'm tapped out, I'm good, yeah. I don't need to be on that. I don't need another place to have more information to build another. And the same thing on Twitter. I never use Twitter. Right. I'm like, I have no reason to be on here. Right. It's like, for better or worse, Facebook is my platform. That's what it is. I, I've I've uh, find it healthy and uh, I don't even know what the right word would be relieving or um, just good for me I, I have my personal email Facebook and text messages it's the only way you can get it yeah. all yeah. of me yeah. well, I mean phone call but still right. Um, but as far as work and everything goes I, I stopped all of that stuff uh, a couple of years ago I just did like a mass spring cleaning and, and uh, um, I keep my emails as short as they can be basically like Morse code, like <laughs> file received. Thank you. That's it. Because like people don't have time to read a manifesto. File yeah. received. Thank you. Yeah. Obviously they do, Sam, because you read someone's manifesto. Well, that one merited it. Um, but yeah, like when it's when it's the initial, yeah, um, go to, yeah, like it's it's it, it always is a joy and cracks me up when I get like the most random. FaceTime yeah. from this guy right here, uh-huh. and I'll be like, "What? Oh, I know. isn't <laughs> hey, it great? It's me. Isn't it great? It's nice. It's a nice thing. And yeah, it's so funny because, um, you know, I've I've done FaceTiming with people before, and does it, it really? Does it? Do you like that though? I or love it, it. Or honestly, it. like, does it? Is that another way that you're bombarded with something? No, I feel like FaceTime is the way that calls should be all the time. I yeah. feel like you should be able to contact uh, any customer service. It should be a video chat. Yeah. yeah, because you get to see a human being. Sure, you and get to read them from a, from a customer service standpoint. You get to see that nonverbal communication. Yeah, right. is huge. It establishes like it's more than just a voice. It's a human being on the other mm-hmm. end. And that's for actually friends, a really good point. Yeah, because it like makes it, a huge difference. People so, aren't just like, I'm just gonna fucking unload on you, random person on yes. the other end of this phone. And yeah. you, can, you can you can tell when people are checked out on a phone call, like yeah. a, like a big meeting. Like, oh, oh, oh wait! Yeah. Well, sorry, I was multitasking. Can you repeat that? I had someone do that the other day. Yeah. No, you weren't. You just weren't paying attention. Right. Yeah. So um, I heard this is true that at Google they require everybody to make uh, FaceTime calls. Interesting. Regardless of where you are, whether you're working from home in your pajamas, it does not matter. So that's the uh, culture that they're creating. And thankfully, my company is starting to do the same. And I'm like one of the people on the team helping to lead the charge. So that's like, awesome. Every time. There's a there's a phone call, no matter how small. I'll turn on my video, my webcam. Nice. Um, I have to let you know position it in my 
home, so it's facing you know just a blank wall, and that's right, something yeah. I don't want people to see. But still, um, Sam, that's a pretty healthy liquor cart you got there. <laughs> Are those wooden swords? I got them from work. I swear, I got them from work. Uh, true story, I did. Um, and so, um, the uh, uh, nieces and nephews that I have, I am so glad that they sort of missed the window that Facebook was coming up and getting popular because. Yeah. I was like, do you, cause they, they got, when they started to get smartphones, they got my number. They're like, I get, would get like a horribly misspelled text message. Like, Hey, Uncle Sam, it's so, so, it's blah, so, so yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, hey buddy. Great. <laughs> and and I, I'd be, they have Snapchat, which is like a kid thing. Yes. But, that's um, what my niece, that's how my, my sister-in-law just, we were just having a conversation and she said, this is, this is how my niece and her friends communicate. Yeah. And it was, it blew my mind. Cause I was like, wait, like. This is how they send each other snaps. And she's like, no, this is how they communicate. Like, it's not text. It's not calls. It's not, they will, I, I, it absolutely blew my mind that they were now using this as a primary source of communication with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I was like, so do you guys have Facebook too? Kind of hoping that they didn't because there's a lot of scary stuff out there. Yeah. And they're like, oh no, that's like an old person thing. I'm like, Ah, oh, thank God. That's amazing. That's wild. Yeah. That's hilarious. And so I'm really glad they are not into that. Um, but I, I work with a lady, and she's got, like, uh, teenagers. And she said that every time her daughter's friends come over, she's got a basket right by the front door. She's like, okay, girls, phone's in the basket. Go play. Go have fun. Interesting. And that's her house rule. I'm like, that is awesome. That's that is fantastic. Such a great rule. And I I think I talked to my sisters about implementing it for, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Um, for, you know, from 5 till 9 or whatever. Right, yeah. No phones. That's a that's fair a point. Really good idea. I try to set a good example for Natalie too, where like if we're watching Trolls for the sixteenth time, <laughs> it's fair for me to whip out my phone and play on it. But the rest of the time, like dinner time, we always sit together. We always eat lunch. We always sit and eat. We don't have our phones out. Yeah. Um, you know, I try to. You know, most of the time I can do my phone stuff on the commute, so I'm not really doing much around. Or sometimes I'm just randomly checking stuff. So I think I'm relatively good at home. On that sort of stuff, but there's another thing. Like Jill's uh, family started doing this this app called uh, Marco Polo, which is kind of Snapchatty to some degree. I don't know why we need this other thing out here, but the only thing, the thing I love about this, and Justin, I showed this. Oh, to is you. this that video app that you use? Yeah, okay. um, I I was Jill was uh, essentially she sent me a little message, and I basically got to see Natalie uh, farting on a bench at the doctor's <laughs> office. It's amazing. <laughs> It was something a, every father should not. It was miss. a very real, amazing moment, and I'll show it to you after uh, after we get done here. But yeah. it was just an amazing moment where Jill was essentially was like, "Hey, we're at the doctor's office. Here's Natalie. She got a, a bandaid on her arm because I was getting some blood drawn, and I got one too. And oh, she's freaked out by this atrium or whatever. And she goes, "Okay." And Natalie then she turns to Natalie, and Natalie literally leans to the left, just farts on this leather bench, and then turns and looks at her like, "Eh." And Jill goes, oh, my God, she just farted on this bench. And it was one of the best moments ever. We wouldn't have that without these screens, guys. That's a true so moment what, that I was able to witness. So what Doug is saying is there's not too much screen time. No. no. Not, that's not a thing. Um, I, 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 I'm a big – But sorry, it was used as a tool, like your, your yes. friend was saying, for learning purposes. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because <laughs> the thing is, I, I'm very much a proponent of – I love innovation. Mm-hmm. I love things that drive us forward. And I don't like getting stuck in the past, but I think there's stuff we can learn from the past. Like, for example, 
me playing Nintendo growing up is not a direct correlation to games now because Nintendo was Mario Brothers. Right. There wasn't this intensive story. There wasn't dialogue and all this sort of stuff. It was like, cool, I'm going to play and then I'm going to be done. Yeah. And you're done. And sure, we probably spent hours doing that. But nowadays, if someone's like, cool, I'm going to play Divinity Original Sin 2, I'm like, Jesus Christ, you could be in here all day playing that game and not even get out of the starter area. Yeah. the amount of intensity that comes along with that, however... Investment that, yeah. You know, there are some upsides to it, but I think the communication part of it is what's so important. And that's why I, I really believe with Google's philosophy of you have to have that face-to-face communication because yeah. that's the that's the step that we were missing, I think, for the last five to ten years mm-hmm. was just text. You could do so much with text and email without actually having to, to, to literally face somebody. Right. So you're missing out on those nonverbal cues and all that sort of stuff. And you just be like, cool, I don't want to see this person. I'm just going to text them or never text them again. And we're done. When it's uncomfortable for me. Exactly. So then you deal with this. To quote my brother, he's like, man, when I was dating, you had to go and you had to literally walk up to somebody and say, hey, do you want to go out? And if they said no, you had to deal with it. You had to (laughs) deal with the the rejection. And then you, 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 you recover and then you do it again and you built up. A resistance and sort of a a, a a way to deal with that, and that sucks. Well, you also figured it out. Like you, you had figured to figure out it how out. to like what right. is what is my approach yes. and instead of just hi hi uh, hey all right bye. Because <laughs> everyone goes through that. It's yes. a horrible thing. It's and miserable. It's and, great. And thing is, seeing that play out in text through like these dating apps is just as miserable. It's just more direct and a little more safe because people don't have to literally say the words coming out of their mouth. Yeah, they're just like typing it out. And some of that stuff is unbearable. I mean, a lot of it would be illegal, basically sexual assault, like right. all these unwanted dick pics. If sure. you did that in a bar, that's just exposure, and you're getting arrested. It's hopefully. also I mean, a lie. Your dick's not that big. So let's get over it, guys. Right. You know, we all know you're Googling someone else's dick and putting it out there. <laughs> you got to cash you guys. Yeah, let's come on. Not, let's not. And fool, also, not fooling anyone. also something to learn, guys, what you find attractive in someone talking to you is not the same thing as the other way. So for you to be like, if a woman were to show you her boobs, you'd be like, yeah, the, the, the equivalent isn't you showing them your dick. No, it's the, you showing them your emotion. It's you showing them your nipples. To see, say, hey, I have them too. Look, we're connected. I can, I can almost produce milk and nurse a child, <laughs> but I choose not. <laughs> but to. I choose not to. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, it's it, it. It's something I think a lot of is lost in a lot of guys is the fact that like no woman ever has been like, you know what I need to see? I need to see a sweet dick. Yeah, right. Because that's not a thing. They're not attractive. <laughs> so it's just so funny, like. A guy could see a video, a girl could send her like a sext of her like masturbating, whatever, and a guy would be like, yeah. And the guy was like, I'm going to show you what I'm into. And he's just jerking off. And they're going to be like, oh my God, mm. like this is not firing me up right now. It's like, this is what I want to do. Yeah, it's too much it's screen like, time. Okay. Too much, sc- yeah. <laughs> too much screen time. It's just absolutely horrific. Um, to pivot on that thought. Yes, let's do um, that. <laughs> you want to dive further into that? Okay, cool. Fair enough. Fair choice. Uh, you had mentioned about daydreaming earlier. Yeah. I had, I cannot remember. <clears throat> I either heard someone speak to this on a podcast or something, or I read someone um, talking about this, but they had said that uh, there there's a concern uh, among some professionals that um, innovation is going to slow down because they were like, if you look at <clears throat> some of the, the biggest uh, pivotal moments of our, of our history, like when some of the, biggest inventions were were created or conceptualized it was because that person was was just 
daydreaming in the shower. Yeah, like they were that. thinking, yeah. and mm-hmm. like there, no one, no one has the time to be bored. Like you're never, and that was that's another reason that I was starting to realize about the games. It's like I'm never bored anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I, I want to come up with stories. I want to come up with, you know, like when I'm on my run, I don't have like when I'm running, I don't have, I'm not on my phone. So if I'm not listening to something like a podcast or something, I'll I just think I'm like, well, what if like, there's a video I'm working on? Like I'm like, well, what if I put this scene here and I'll have the video edited in my mind before I go back and then I can sit down and I'm like, great, this is what I decided to do, you know? And I, I think that there is a, con- there, there's, a, I think that's a legitimate concern is that people just aren't, there's no time to be bored anymore. Yeah. And out of boredom can come some really fascinating things. I, I agree completely. And I suspect I have no evidence to back this up, but I suspect when they say innovation will slow down, they, to be more accurate, the masses will innovate less, but the people that are always driven sure. towards it will start to innovate more and come up with more stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the data points to innovation increasing, I think, um, but correct me if I'm wrong, but um, that's what I would say. Oh, I've done no legwork on this. <laughs> similar, similar to how the, the military used to work. It was just like a free-for-all. Everybody would be sucked in. It's so fine-tuned now and I think better by most metrics yeah. that it's it's for the people that are interested in that, they're driven to it. Sure. Sort of like people that are interested in innovating and creating are being driven towards it, regardless of. But even if you're not interested in innovate, I mean, and, and the data innovation may be on the rise, but think about all the potential ideas, exactly, and potential things that are lost because it may not be someone who was like, "Oh, I'm going to invent something," but mm-hmm. they were just sitting around and all of a sudden they're like, "Huh, what about this?" And they they had no proclivity to. To inventing or mm-hmm. or anything like that, but all of a sudden something just sparked because they they got to let their mind wander for a minute, you know. So there's a potential loss of a countless number of inventions and, right. and, and ideas and things. I yeah, I th- I agree completely. Um, the other thing that I think is going to be a, a huge epidemic in forty years, thirty forty years, is um, <clears throat> hearing issues for people. Absolutely. The headphones that we have in all day, every day, cranked mm. to the max. Yeah. Is really not good. Right. <laughs> really not good. Huh? And, and, and uh, um, oh my God, Doug, you're not coming out of this here. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, Those headphones are perfectly working, so that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think that's going to be a huge issue as well. Um, so, optometry, folks, get into that business. <laughs> and uh, audiology. ENT. ENT. Yeah, yeah, there we go. ENTs. Yeah, I would say some of my best moments nowadays to just daydream while I'm mowing the lawn, just because mm. I just, you know, you should, probably should focus a little bit while you're mowing the lawn. No, I'm on autopilot. I just check out. <laughs> the dark side of that is I don't know how many times I've daydreamed while driving and and just come up to a stop sign and just be like, "How did I get here?" Right. Oh my god. Like yeah. somehow your body was on auto. Your body's like red light. Need yeah. to slow down. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, oh shit. I mean, uh, I did that ever since I was kid too while i'd be mowing the lawn i would just be daydreaming about different things or, or whatnot and uh that's definitely the best part and i i miss doing that and i've started again which is great i was actually very concerned for a while i was like oh my god i haven't really thought of anything creative in a while <clears throat> and uh i have these stories that i'm like concocting in my head all the time and i was like oh shit like i'm not really doing that right now and i've been Maybe part of some that- of them you had man that were just they're, fucking stellar they're epic yeah they're epic. like doug comes up with and I have been uh, 
fortunate enough that he has shared some of them. He's the only person I've shared this with. And there are, this is news to me. Yeah, there are some that are, I'm talking, you could make an easy uh, trilogy, like original Star Wars, like level trilogy out of, they are fucking epic stories. Do you write them out fully or you have the grain of the idea? I kind of get the the outline on paper. Okay. More or less. And I haven't finished them all because I'm still creating them, but uh, I put them in a Google Doc and I just sort of like write on them whenever I get a chance, whenever I feel inspired or whenever I figure stuff out. And uh, I enjoy doing that. I've Mm -hmm. done that for as long as I can remember. And for a while I realized, oh, I'm a weirdo. No one else does this. Okay. What, right? No, not right, but just like in my head, there's like this story that's being told, and I have a hard time getting it out of my brain and on the paper because I get distracted. Um, and uh, Doug, I, you're not a weirdo. That's what I'm saying. I'm fucking weird. Um, and it's really I enjoy the aspect. When you say of like her, that, you are, and because I'll, I'll be inspired by the stuff that I that I watch, or like you know, I I, I watched this you know show this other day where someone just made a really. I've always been uh, inspired by people who make a sacrifice. Like someone who's able to willing and able to lay down their lives, their life for the betterment of everyone else, and I just always find that inspiring. And uh, I was watching this show where they're on the space station and they're running out of air, and they had to essentially the government was going to uh, just annihilate 300 people on a whim randomly. And when the word got out, and they were expecting a riot, but instead 300 people volunteered. Oh wow! And came forward and said, "I'd like to a space." In this, in this area where you're going to shut off the air, I volunteer, and 300 people came forward. I thought, I was like, God, that's really powerful. What a powerful thing. I was like, what if? And I start, that's where it starts. I start concocting something around that idea of sacrifice or the idea of now, especially since I have a daughter, the idea of a relationship between father mm-hmm. and child and how um, that plays out in some media and stuff. So I concoct a lot of that stuff. But I, I, I mean, I have the perfect amount of time to do that on the train, and I just choose not to. Yeah. Because so, I, I'd rather check out and watch shit. Start to challenge yourself. That's what I've done personally. Yeah. Um, like I tell Justin I'm going for runs like daily now. Um, I leave my phone at home. I pre-plan the route so I know how far I'm going mm-hmm. and leave my phone at home. It's like 15 minutes right yeah. now, 20 minutes that I'm running, which really isn't a long time. Yeah. But I'm like, wow, this, this feels – I never felt like such a rebel for the one day that I drove to work and forgot my phone at home, I'm like, oh my nice. god! Now, uh, I'm going to spend the whole day. Initially, did you have a panic attack? And then, it, not, like, you had the realization. Not panic. It was, um, oh, I'm kind of running late. Do I have time to go back and get it? Oh, I'm going to be too late, and this is an important day. Screw it. I'll I'll just go without it. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm alive. <laughs> I'm, I'm off just the alive. grid. <laughs> yeah, I'm off the grid. I feel so good. Yeah. It's amazing because I was playing a game pretty hardcore for a while and I finally made the decision, I'm like, this game is toxic. I have to get rid of it. Yeah. And I did. And it was like, I felt awful about it. But then as soon as I did, I was like, oh, thank God. Right. I, was, I told him once I got myself right. the courage to delete it, I was like, you will be happier when you do this. Yeah. And I did it. And I was like, oh. Beth did that recently to a to a game. She was she playing something a lot, and she's like, "Once I hit level one thousand, I'm deleting this." Oh, Jesus and she hit, and she which sounds like, but she had been playing this for like a couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like she downloaded this in February, and in mm-hmm. March she was like, "Once I hit a level one thousand, in, um, in the George W. Bush administration, she's had it for that." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was a Candy Crush type game, yeah, you know, okay. so you could you could blow through those pretty quick. But she, and to her point. She did. Like once she hit level one thousand, she's like gone. Yeah. And I was I was really I was impressed. See, I'm I'm that way with almost every single video game that I have for uh, PlayStation. Um 
I get really intrigued by a really good story when it's really in depth. I get invested, like um, a Thieves' End or what's that, Drake? Oh, um, shit. That um, franchise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. It's, I'm just screaming as it, soon as I yeah, remember it. It's so much better than ninety five percent of the schlock that Hollywood's putting out. Yeah. It, it the the acting the the uh, the character development just everything is so good. Yeah. Um, that I love it so much. And Uncharted. I, I, Thank you. I told you. You stay true to your word. I do. Uh, um, I will play it. I'll come home from work. I'll play it. Get back from the gym. Play it. Uh, wake up in the on a Saturday, Sunday. Play it. But right. as soon as I'm done, I'm like, that was good. Delete. Well, to sell be it back f- to game. Yeah. GameStop. To be fair, that game doesn't really have a lot of replayability. Well, to it, it. well, I guess maybe that's the type of games I'd grip. Well, good Mass, for you. Mass Effect. Yeah. All of those. You could replay those. You if could, you but. Um, Maybe that's the games I grab it. Well, yeah. I really don't have yeah. any first-person anything. Oh, I don't do first-person. I just do games where it's like, oh, cool. It's basically like a board game. Like, oh, cool. Civilization. You can start as any civilization and yeah. play against computer. And I'm like, fuck. I can always yeah. bring that out and play it whenever I want. Or like a real-time strategy like Warcraft or something like that or Starcraft. Mm-hmm. Load that up and be like, cool, I'm in the mood for this. Or do, cool, I'm going to roll a Necromancer in Diablo 2 or whatever and just build that game up and i'm like oh god what am i doing well i mean i guess in high school and college we played a lot of goldeneye ah yeah um, oh yeah but that was just because it was fun with a group of people That's i different. would never come home yeah and that and was alone the, that was the first i mean that pioneered the first person shooter game did it yeah oh okay i was a well, vanguard I, I would, in that i'd respect. argue doom did that but you know no this pioneered it well i would say for the multiplayer experience probably quake not golden. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what other random first-person shooter could I say? But but the thing that was great about that was your neighborhood. Like, my brother had his group of people that he would play Goldeneye with. Yeah. And he was, you know, the, you in you would become the, the the leader of your group. And then the internet ruined everyone's expectations. Because people would be like, I'm really good at this game. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, you opened this up to the world? I remember I thought I was badass at Mario Kart. There you go. And I was dating a girl in high school, and she came over, and this was the very first one on Super Nintendo. She had perfected the uh, the skidding around the corners stuff. Mm-hmm. I played with her. She fucking annihilated me. And I was like, my world <laughs> is dead. And I was like, you have to play my brother. Get out. Because you will ruin my brother's day. Because <laughs> my brother is... I like how Doug saw this as an opportunity. Not so much, not so much as a uh, threat to him, but as an opportunity yeah. to fuck with Because I was like, well, that's... Oh, we could really ruin Dave's day. And so I, I was like, hey, Dave, <laughs> uh, you want to play this You know, with Lindsay? I think, I don't know, she's 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 pretty good. I don't know, maybe you, maybe you have a shot at it. He's like, cool. And she's just rainbow roads it up and just... And he's like... Oh, she's doing that cheap shit, huh? I'm like, there's nothing cheap about it. It's a strategy that you yeah. and I never thought of because we play against each other. Mm-hmm. You were the ruler of the household of two. Yeah, exactly. Yourself and right. me. And so we only play the strategies that we know. She grew up in a different way and just fucking... I was right. like, holy shit. Then the, the internet comes along and a nine-year-old Korean girl just wrecks mm-hmm. you. Exactly. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. Destroys. You see that stuff and you're like, wow, which... Kind of, it's a little bit better for me because I'm like, oh, cool, I'm average, mm-hmm, right? And you know, for a hot second, for certain games, if I put in enough time, I could be okay. Mm-hmm. But for most part, I'm like, I'm okay with just being an average piece of shit <laughs> on this sort of stuff. <laughs> I just want to have fun, and I also don't really gravitate towards multiplayer games unless I'm playing with people that I know, yeah. Because right? I'm like, I don't need that in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to have the most fun when we would play Halo in college, yeah. and I, I was the worst. 
always in our apartment. And so I would have fun in a completely different way. And I would just make everyone else's experience miserable. So I would, you could do the thing where you could, you know, you, screen watching was a big no-no. But So I would do it to see where they were. Mm-hmm. And then I would, I would just go and I would face a wall. So they did not know, they they could not figure out where I was. Like, even if they looked at my screen, they just saw just a giant gray rock. And I would just stand there and I would see when they were getting close. And then right when they got close, I'd bolt away and I would go stand in another corner. (laughs) And I was always the one who had the least number of deaths. (laughs) Because they were just like, fucking come on, man. Or they would get right up behind me and I would see them coming and I would just like rocket launcher into the wall, kill myself (laughs) so they couldn't get the kill. That's amazing. And that was my fun in the game. Because <laughs> there's something special about ruling those games. I was kind of like that with Counter-Strike in college, uh, like in my dorm and stuff like that. Like I was running the games and things like that. And I told the story before, but we would do eventually, we realized other dorms were playing Counter-Strike. So we do dorm versus dorm. Yeah. And it got super, super competitive. <laughs> and uh, I was usually in the top three. Some asshole decided to keep stats on a page and that became everyone's life it's like oh my god we got look at the stats on this and everyone was just going nuts over it and i was very proud to be like in the top three but i got really good at it and i remember one time i was just, i was playing top three guy's still an asshole but top yeah, three yeah he was, was an asshole because that's what everyone focused on was yeah, the stats that yeah. was the beginning of where i realized oh people just worry about stats on that sort of mm. shit um and uh i remember playing a game once and i was just Back when I could snipe, I can't snipe for shit anymore. But I was just annihilating this guy, this per, per stranger I didn't know. Just bam, bam, bam. He come out of any corner. Well, there's only four ways to come out, but I was. He's very predictable. I'm like, cool. You came out of that one. You're probably gonna go over there now. Bam. Probably gonna come out of that one. Bam. And I was just like, just annihilating him. And then he joined my team and was just like harassing me. He goes, "You're a fucking cheater." You're using aimbot there it and is. all this sort of stuff. And I go, thank you. That's the best compliment you could ever give me is to assume that I'm cheating because you're that bad or I'm that good. Right. Yeah. Whichever one you want it to be. Right. And I was like, it's very simple, man. Do you want me to show you how I beat your ass? Come up here. I'll show you how it's done. You shoot and you move. Okay. That's how you work. <laughs> shoot and move. You don't yeah. stay in the same fucking place. Don't plant. Right? Yeah. You don't plant it. That's the worst thing you can do in a game. But yeah, those days are long, long gone. So this audience takes one goddamn thing away. It's don't fucking plant. Shoot, move, shoot, <laughs> move, shoot, shoot move, man. shoot, move. Just well, like I, Jesus I, said. <laughs> and the Lord saideth, shoot and move. <laughs> don't plant your fucking feet. Uh, so to to help with you, help you guys, uh, kind of br- lift your spirits. Uh, the um, Pew Pew Research Center, the Pew Pew, the Pew Pew, uh, did a. <laughs> Did a, a study on teens. Well, let's, uh, see if that's taken. We should start the PPP. The, the PPP <laughs> Institute? Yeah. So, <laughs> you guys heard of the Pew Research Center? Yeah, this is the PPU <laughs> Research Center. Uh, it's twice as good. <laughs> um, on, uh, on teens and their cell phone usage. And currently, uh, roughly 52% of U.S. teens report taking steps to cut back on their mobile phone usage. And have tried uh, a similar a similar amount uh, on their social media usage. That's awesome. So That's they great. it's they're recognizing that look, this is a uh, an addictive thing. It's very similar to a drug or alcohol. Like you can get addicted to this. So does it, they're taking steps back on that. Does it um, say what they're doing in lieu of sex? <laughs> I'm for that. Just hardcore fucking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. They're but, doing uh, all the sex. They're doing all, all the, the sex, yeah. Um, 
They do though. They said uh, in this in this thing here, seventy two percent say they often will first thing they do in the morning is they get up and check messages, and fifty six percent say that the absence of their cell phone uh, it does make them anxious. So like they're aware of the fact that there's there's a lot of usage and it's affecting them, and so mm-hmm. it does look like there is. Uh, and I I will give a lot of people shit on the millennials or Gen Z. I'll give them credit. A lot of them do show a, a really like a self-aware attitude. Like they are, they're good at kind of analyzing what they're they're doing and what mm-hmm. their peers are doing, and kind of taking steps to go. Eh, we should probably take a look at this. Well, I also I'd almost give them all the credit for trying to better themselves because I feel like the people that are older generations struggle with this phenomenon more than anybody because yeah. some of them just never got into it because of like they don't understand it or whatever. But the people that have gotten into it, they're yeah. Old, they were totally consumed by it. That's all they do. And I look at a younger generation who's like, fuck, I don't need this. Like, I, I look at that as a victory because they've known it from day one. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like someone grew up going, I never had internet. I, you I, know? I have uh, colleagues that are older and their like go to joke is like, oh, the whiny, complainy millennial I always on their phone. Ironically, coming, they're like, "Oh, they need help with everything. They don't have uh, hmm. attitude to get it, get it done, or whatever." Ironically, that complaint coming from the most whiny, complaining person, people actually that <laughs> don't have the ability to get stuff done on their own. Um, you know who you are, Karen. I'm kidding. Uh, that's <laughs> not name. Um, I just feel like this is a perpetual thing that every generation's like, "Oh, this new generation bunch of fucking yeah, pussies who is. just don't want they want everything given to them and blah yeah. blah 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 blah." Everyone does that every time. It's like it's just a recycled thing. It's like. Mm-hmm. Get over it. The millennials will do that somewhere down the road too, and then so on and so forth. Everyone yeah. will do that. It's yeah. just everyone's butthurt over some new technology or new lifestyle that has now permeated the culture because that's this group that has now grown up. Because how the world works. exactly work, because I works. I think we're of the age where we were able to live in both a non-internet world and then at some point we saw the internet. Correct. Yeah. 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 So. We were the last group of people to do that. Everyone but younger than us grew up day one having internet. Absolutely. So that is going to change the way you view the world. The, the mm-hmm. idea that you have access to information at your fingertips versus I have to go to a library, go to a card catalog, and look up an encyclopedia, and then go through the encyclopedia <clears throat> to find the knowledge. I could just get out my phone and look it up. That changes the way that you behave, your the way you, your outlook, and not only that. Every generation is getting smarter and smarter than the last because they have access to more information. Right. So. Long story short, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. To, to answer your question, Sam, about the teens, uh, like what are they doing instead of, mm-hmm. of being on their phones? Uh, a lot of them are participating in a tradition that is, uh, some argue, is as old as time. Ooh. Mm. Doug, do you know what I'm talking about? I think you're talking about a throwdown! It's a throwdown! That was a beautiful whistle. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. He blew air out of his mouth. It's like he was eating Ritz crackers and it was in a submarine. That's yeah. how good that whistle was. <laughs> um, so today's throwdown, um, I was trying to come up with something that would be, uh, you know, apropos to what we're talking about. But That's I, twice you've used that phrase. Not in the podcast. Yes. Really? Yeah. Sam? I don't think he has. No, I said, you're right. One outside the podcast, one on the podcast. <laughs> yes! Yeah. Uh, let's do. Are we, like, let's do. Uh, that was an oddly but, aggressive sounding fist bump, but it was so gentle. It was very yeah. tender. Yeah, uh, but I couldn't come up with it. So I found. I let's do I, teens versus geriatrics. <laughs> what, are we talking like the Greatest Generation? <laughs> How long is the match? Because they can just wait them out. <laughs> it's time, a fifteen-year wins every fifteen-year match. 
So what uh, what I came up with is one of Doug's favorite characters, um, or a character that's near and dear to his heart, please and, please and, then, and then a character that he doesn't like. Oh boy! <laughs> no, uh, then a character that I don't know if any of us really know that much about. You this might, sounds like a great thing. You might from reading some comics though. Okay, this will um, play well with people. I feel like it will. Yeah. So today we are doing the Winter Soldier. Yes. Versus Red Hood. Oh, the Red Hood's from the DC Universe. That's yes. basically Robin. It's right. Yeah. So uh, I will give you or, a... Jason Todd was the yeah. second Robin until one day he got killed by the Joker. Resurrected, Jason became a threat to Batman and his allies by taking up the Joker's old name, the Red Hood. Um, so he is a resurrected entity um, that was Robin. His abilities and uh, a weaponry, martial arts, uh, enhanced speed, and enha- uh, heightened strength, acrobatics, um, good at detective work, uh, endurance... <laughs> Uh, He's quite the sleuther. <laughs> he mm-hmm. he uh, regularly carries uh, two Jericho uh, 941s. Those are handguns. Uh, and then all sorts of other like grenades, batterings, shurikens, daggers, um, a metallic mask, a glider, and a grappling hook are typically what, what are at his uh, disposal. Winter Soldier, uh, cybernetic arm. Uh, strength produces uh, jammers for x-rays and metal detectors. Um, infinity formula for longevity, uh, martial arts as well. His suit is impact and bullet resistance. Firearms, he mostly carries a Colt 1911 A1, a 45, and a P08 uh, Luger. For any gun aficionados, I probably said that wrong. Uh, grenades, throwing, lives, uh, throwing knives, and fluency in languages. So um, they well, both have. So coming from. Initially, I want to say Winter Soldier. Just because I feel like he's got the strength, that arm, he's got training. I mean, he's but, got the super soldier serum in him. Right. But Robin coming from working with Batman for so long, that's that has to count for something. Well, I think he gets, because he was resurrected. Right. In one of those, uh, the pits, the Lazarus pits. And so that enhanced speed and strength. So I feel like that's super soldier-esque. Eh. But here, the thing is, and this is going to work on both ends, is that makes people go crazy. Okay. Okay. But also Winter Soldier has been crowd, cryogenically frozen and mentally fucked up for... Right decades right so i think i don't know if that works for both or not my initial reaction was this feels very similar to the one a couple episodes ago where it was like soldier versus assassin whereas the winter soldier oh we did it was john wick versus frank uh i think it was star lord versus Django (laughs) fett is what it was yeah yeah yeah. um i feel like the winter soldier transporter versus john wick Mm. that was you you brought up that point Yeah, yeah yeah The Winter Soldier is brought out just to kill people. Like, mm-hmm. that's his one and only job. Mm-hmm. Whereas Robin fights crime? Fights crime, but is as the or Red Hood Red initially Red Hood. starts out as an adversary to Batman. Okay. And his allies. So he's... But then, then eventually does come into protecting the city. So he's, he's kind of an anti-hero. Yeah, so I, I, feels, I feel like that sort of diffuses his skills. His expertise is sort of watered down and spread across more areas of expertise. Okay. Whereas Winter Soldier has very good skills in one area. It's kind of like a restaurant. It's like, hey, we do Italian food. We also do Mexican. Uh, we also do French. We also do hamburgers. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what are you doing? None of those are good. Like, You can't be good at all those. I doubt it. Um, but as someone who does fight crime, you have to be, or like in that capacity, Batman and any of his Robins have to be ready for anything that gets thrown their way. Did, it, did you mention detecting skills yes. on there? So maybe he's done I, his research and knows how to, the best way to take out the Winter Soldier? I also I like know. how they have this written because it says weapons and abilities, detective, endurance, 
<laughs> grenades. <laughs> like just the way it's like, wait, detective? Yeah. Um, I guess you got to ask yourself, yeah, how well would they be able to find... I mean, to be fair, I mean, Black Widow was able to pull up some files on the Winter Soldier. So she's, I would say, not super detective. So if she was able to find that information, you know, I, I imagine someone who's pretty good at detecting could be able to... Uh, find that information, meaning that potentially find weaknesses, understanding. I mean, look what happens to Bucky in Civil War. I mean, he gets outdone by Baron Zemo, who, you know, uh, is able to use those phrases to get him back under the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. mind control, sort of stuff like that. So I would definitely argue that the Red Hood could utilize his skills to, uh, you know, his detective skills yeah. to uh, I'm, find I'm not a DC guy. I don't know this person at all, but... I feel like I'm kind of leaning towards Red Hood. My gut the, the and my thing heart is, says Winter Soldier. Yeah. The thing is with Winter Soldier's arm, like it, he that is it's it's an enhanced it's 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 such an enhanced feature mm-hmm. that I feel like that gives him like a massive clout. Like if they exhausted fight. their weapons and they they're down to exactly. Well, combat. also I mean he's been able to like deflect bullets with stuff. with his arm like yeah. so like he can also use it as a shield he can use it as a, he can punch through i mean we've seen him punch through concrete through steel through mm-hmm. he he has stopped captain america's shield midair and throwing it back at him the like, fact that he he basically almost ended in two draws with captain america captain right. america barely edged him out both fights and and winter soldier so glad i just watched that movie last <laughs> night um i mean that just goes to show you i mean that guy is incredible with knives right. and things like that so i, I also, feel like that arm can yeah. can uh produce an emp yeah. which could fuck up any like if like night vision or any of the other stuff yeah. that that red hood is using it can, it can take out the gadgets i feel like you can analyze something and have all the information in the world but at the end of the day if you you can know everything about an opponent but right. you still have to beat them like you can know everything about bull riding, but if you don't get on, <laughs> yeah, I mean you could you can know you mean fighters or whoever you know you look at any sort of football team you can know the ins and outs of every single thing about the Patriots, but the Patriots you still have to go out and beat them. You still you can know everything about their strategy, but you still have to outplay right. them. If it, if it were knowledge alone, Mickey would be the greatest boxer. Exactly, he doesn't get in the ring because he's right. Yeah, <laughs> a little old raisin of a man. Exactly. So I feel like I feel You're like a rocking machine. That's where I would. That was really that sounded really awesome in here. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I think for that, I've got a soundboard pulled up. Pure, <laughs> pure physicality and force alone, in that lethality of him being an assassin, I have to give it to Winter Soldier. Can I see a picture of Red Hood? Yeah, because if he's like a young, live, uh, spry type of acrobat like Robin was, I'd be like, he's, oh, Winter Soldier. All he's the way. not. Oh, he's not. Okay. You're basically the Hulk. Just kidding. That's not what he looks he's like. He's very at all. Deadpool-esque. Yes. Yeah, he looks like one tough cookie. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm sticking with Winter Soldier. That's my choice. Here, let me give you a, let me give a little taste of this too. So they are, they both have face coverings. They are in. <laughs> where, where are they fighting? In a Footlocker. Winter Soldier <laughs> takes it. <laughs> nice. Um, were they fighting in a Footlocker? Yes, it's in a Footlocker. Um. I don't know where would they be set the set the scene. Doug? Um, where, where are they fighting? Remember the Winter Soldier fight—the first time he comes across mm-hmm. Captain America, like the highway. Yeah, I figure it'd be something like that's that. kind of what I'm picturing somewhere on the street. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, I was thinking alley for some reason. Yeah, but, likewise. Yeah. Um, or uh, rooftop. Yeah, I feel like it'd be one of those run and gun type of fights. Yeah, yeah. 
it's going to cover multiple city blocks. I think we this has to be said, although I, I don't feel like it needs to, but you know, this won't be an easy win. No, for either one for of them. For sure, yeah. But I feel like if you can go toe to toe with Captain America in any sort of physical fight, and the fact that this guy has absolutely assassinated some of the most, you know, powerful people. I mean, he got the jump on Fury. You know, right? Who knows right. Everything about that sort of stuff. I just feel like he's got an edge. Oh, here here's my argument for why Winter Soldier. I'm I'm mm-hmm. now swayed. Uh, Civil War. He just basically walked through almost the entire Avengers uh, when he when he was mind washed or brainwashed and mm-hmm. broke. Yeah. Out. Oh Jesus! He fought Black e- Panther. He Black fought Panther? Yeah. Iron Iron Man, and he just walked right through all of them. Yeah. I feel like, so. That Jesus scene, Christ! That yeah. scene alone, Black yeah. Widow. Like, You're right. I feel like would be yeah. enough to be like, yeah, he he would take out Red Hood. Are you talking about uh, Civil War when he first oh got Civil War? For some reason, he, I heard he, Winter. Yeah, or, uh, he um, broke out yeah. Captain America. Captain America, right? Um, Iron Man with his uh, the one yeah. shot Iron Man, thing, Black yeah. Widow, Black Panther. Um, yeah, he just tore ass. Through. Char- Sharon Carter. Yeah, yeah, and multiple of them at the same time. Yeah, he was able to do that. So I, yeah, that's a really good point. And all that he was that's there. I mean, fighting Falcon. against Black Panther and all, like in the the fight at the uh, the airport. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he was able to handle his own there with all of those people. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I don't think Red Spider-Man, Hood. Spider Man, because yeah. wasn't he? Against Spider-Man, him and um, Falcon, Falcon, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were t- t- teaming up and yeah. in the terminal, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I gotta say Winter Soldier. For yeah, the it's win. gotta be Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah. Winter Soldier for the win! Dun, 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 dun. So, um, do you guys want to talk about Solo now? No. Okay, I'm good with that. <laughs> I will watch it when it comes on streaming because I just have to know. But right. I'm I'm not looking forward to it. I don't know if it'll be quite. Uh, tell me this: yes or no, or better or worse than Justice League? Oh, better. Better? Okay. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Well, that gives me a little bit of hope. Because I was going to say, I feel like I'm going to watch this and go, oh, it wasn't as bad as everyone says it was. Yeah. But maybe not. All right. Give me your, your two-sentence review of Solo. Um, Make it in a haiku. A decent... Spice and five. A decent film that <laughs> I don't think was a film... Necessary. <laughs> I feel like you did it. I feel like you did it. Yeah, check um, that one out if you're a if, if you're a haikuist. It was a it was a totally adequate film, mm-hmm. just completely unnecessary. Okay. Yeah, fair. Okay, that sounds a, good. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Sam, thanks so much for being our guest. Thanks for having you're me. Always welcome. Love being here. Uh, thanks, buddy. By the way, we were podcasting from Doug's lair. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah this is the Doug he's lair. A, he's a weird dude. Yeah, yeah. it is uh, uncharacteristically uncharacter. It's warm in here, and I'm sorry. That's what I want to say. <laughs> yeah. So Super apologies. Warm. Uh, but uh, Sammy, do you got anything you want to promote, or anything you want to shout out, or anything like that? Chris and Matt show. Nice. Two more weeks. Two more weeks. Two more weeks. Two more weeks of the Chris and Matt show. Two more weeks. Two, Two more weeks. weeks. Saw it last Saturday. Oh, yeah. The eighth and the fifteenth. Favorite. Favorite so far. I've seen all four guys. This has been my favorite so far. This is a nice. very strong showing from them. I really want to try and go out and see it. We'll see if I can make it. And a big shout out to Two East Eight, the uh, videos those guys made for that Chris and Matt show. Wow, it so good. Go on, uh, Justy Sauce. You got anything you want to promote? Or Chris out? and Matt show. There go goes. check it out. Boop, 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 boop. Saturdays eight thirty at Donnie's Skybox. Nope, Demat Theater. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Tuesdays at four. <laughs> Every Tuesday, four o'clock, main stage. Annoyance. Check it out. <laughs> Nothing's going on in the main stage, so come on in. Come on in. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, I feel like I might, but mm, I'm good. Uh, I'm just balls deep in this game called Divin- Divinity Original Sin 2. I love it. I've spent hours upon hours upon hours on this game. It's worth it. This, like, this is one Doug does not mind spending hours on. No, <laughs> not at all. I've, I, I, I'm going to be really sad when this game is over. Uh, but it has replayability, unfortunately. So Ooh. I may go back in, around and do it again. But it's a lot of fun. Uh, check it out on Steam. I highly recommend it. Uh, you guys can find MindGap on Facebook. Look for our page there. We're also, also on Twitter and Instagram at MindGapPodcast. And Justin exists digitally as well. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It is the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on uh, Stitcher, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts, basically wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, check us out there. You can review us, subscribe to us, um, Share us, uh, do all the things that we always say to do because all those things help and we love you for it. And then uh, com slash mindgap and com slash the best bar podcast ever. It's the other podcast I do almost every Monday with Milo Stavanovich. It's about the bar industry and it's a good time. Good times for everybody. Happy Labor Day, yes. you lazy fuckers. Yes. Hope you had a good one. Hope you had a good one and have an awesome weekend. We'll see you soon. Perfect. It's impeccable. Mind Gap Podcast.